Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I'm your host, Jason Meadows, and today is just going to be a little bit different. I'm going to do a little bit of reflection on this past month about how we talked about men's health, how it's important, and really what being a man means to me. You're going to find some uh, maybe a little bit of repetition from a few of the episodes where we featured talking about this, but uh, I just wanted to give my own perspective on this and also take care of a little bit of business and stuff. First of all, I want to introduce each one of you to our Patreon page. You can find the link to our Patreon page at agstateofmind.com. There I'm going to be featuring some solo blogs, a little bit of updates on what's going on with the podcast, with our farm, with our just lives in general. It's a good place to where you want to support the show. We appreciate each one of you listening and have known that people have wanted to support it in, in other ways. So this is a great way for that. You can look for extra content there. Carrie and I were discussing some possible value-added things for, for the Patreon listeners, and uh, we uh, just Stay tuned to that, and if you want to be a part of that, just, again, go to agstateofmind.com slash Patreon, and you can find the, find the link there. Second, I want to talk about solo episodes. I've been working with a business coach, and something I want to do with this podcast is do more public speaking, and obviously public speaking is, is hard in the time of COVID as we're recording this, we're day after Thanksgiving 2020, so uh, COVID has made things incredibly difficult for anyone trying to do public speaking. I mean, there are virtual events, but I think virtual events, uh, they've kind of curtailed a lot of the opportunities, especially for people who are new in this space. So uh, you can be looking for more solo episodes from me. I want to, my initial goal is one a quarter, so for a year, eventually going to one a month. I don't know, because I feel like there are there's some real value in just me speaking my mind on here. And, you know, I read, I, I write a blog, but I feel like I communicate better verbally. And I feel like I can get my thoughts out verbally better than through a pen or through typing. And it's just, it's a better way for me to uh, share with you my own thoughts and my own feelings and maybe hopefully give you a little bit better insight on what's going on in this weird brain of mine. So uh, anyway, all right, on to today's episode. Today, I like I said, I want to talk about Men's Health Month and talk about how each one of the guests who I had going all the way back to the last week of October with Chelsea Hansen and then Hank Roberts... Alan Keller, Brian Mose, and Matt Nicewander, how we, each one of them provided a great perspective of what it means to be a man from, and then from Chelsea's standpoint, what it means to, for her as a woman to have a man, have a strong man in 
her life and in with her children. And um, it, it, it was a really powerful month for me and really allowed me to do a lot of kind of self-reflection and help me to kind of find my own perspective in this. So I found when I've been doing this podcast, it's going back over a year now, I found out that it's a lot of women in this space talking about mental health. And I'm very thankful for that. Again, I work with my business coach and um, that's something I can, I was a little bit of concerning to me talking about women and mental health and how I fit into that space. And um, she said to me, and this is a really great thing. She said to me, she said, don't discount the women because the women are how you reach the men initially. And I mean, that got me really, that really got some wheels turning for me because whenever I started taking my mental health more seriously, when I began taking my health in general more seriously, it was at the suggestion and encouragement of my wife. And, you know, that was a really great place for me to, to get started is by the encouragement of her. And I think so many men, especially married men, come to it from that angle. Women have a something about them that is very encouraging and very into getting the men in their life to kind of do what they want. I mean, it's not a, I think it's, I don't think it's any kind of secret there. So uh, I, again, I was a little concerned, but I have found that it's very, I have a very important role in this and very important place to speak my own mind because not only are there going to be the women who get their men in their life to come to me, but there's also kind of maybe a little bit of a trailblazer in this in that men will see that I'm doing what I'm doing and they will come at it and maybe hopefully feel a little bit more comfortable sharing their own stories. So I want to share my own perspective on what it's like to be a man and masculinity. And there's a couple of things, you know, we hear this term toxic masculinity, and we talked about this with Chelsea a little bit. And masculinity in its true form is not toxic. That is my perspective. You I, And I'm, I'm welcome for folks to challenge me on this. But whenever someone talks about toxic masculinity, they're talking about something I feel like is like chauvinism, or even machismo, things that society has portrayed being a man really is being, being arrogant, being kind of uh, shooting from the hip. It's not exactly what true masculinity meant to be. So I, I looked up the word masculinity and there were a lot of different points, a lot of different uh, characteristics of masculinity. And there were three that really stood out to me. And I'm going to expound a little bit on what they mean to me in that. And they are leadership, strength, and courage. So I'll start off with leadership. Leadership for me, what that means in being in being a father, a husband, and all that is kind of teaching and guiding everyone in my life through example and doing things, not necessarily sitting there and say, this is how you have to do everything. This is how you have to do things if you want to be a man. No, I'm going to go and I'm going to take, for instance, my boys. I take every initiative to take them with me, watch how I interact with men, 
watch how I interact with women, watch how I interact with the entire outside world. And then hopefully they will pick up on that. Not hopefully, I, I see them doing things that really really help me know that I am being a good leader. And I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit of a, show you a little bit of an example. We were at a football game and I talked about this on the Ranch Collective podcast I was on uh, last month. And last month we were at our last home football game and it was time for the national anthem. And I never thought anything of it. I just put my hand on my heart, listened, and stood there at attention listening to the national anthem. And about a third of the way through the song, I realized I didn't make sure any of my kids were doing the same. At the time, Cooper was on quarantine, and he was in the car with Carrie watching the t- watching the game from the car, and Boone and Cooper, I'm sorry, Boone and Carter were with me, and Levi was on the field with the team. And I realized I did not make sure that they were doing, they had their hands over their heart, not jacking around during the national anthem and about a third of the way through i looked down and there were both carter and cooper hands over their hearts that i saw their friends kind of jacking around themselves but our kids were standing there at attention listening to the national anthem i looked out to the fence where carrie had parked the car and there was cooper all by himself hand over his heart and listening and standing at attention to the national anthem and you know, that was a really powerful thing for me as a father, as a leader of young men to to know that they have watched and listened and known what was the appropriate thing to do in that situation. And I didn't, and it, it, when it came time and I didn't have to, I didn't tell them, um, I forgot to tell them what to do. They still did the right thing. And that was incredibly powerful for me to, as a father, to watch them do that. And I just love that. That's one of the highlights I think of being a father for me was just those, you know, few minutes of watching and being there with them and doing the right thing. Next thing I want to talk about is strength. Strength is on so many different levels. And I think the first thing we talk about in strength, or the first thing we think about anyway, is being a strong person physically. And as a man, I take extreme pride in this, in being strong. And you may take this the wrong way, um, but this this is what it means to me. Carrie, whenever she needs something done around the house that requires some strength, requires my my muscle, requires someone who is physically stronger than her, I take great pride in knowing that she enjoys having me around the house to do that. She enjoys having me lift heavy things or open a bottle that she can't open, just little things like that. I appreciate that. And I'm very thankful that I am strong enough to do some of those things for her. And that's that, that that's really comforting to me to know that I serve <laughs> I serve a purpose in in that area. But I think to go a little bit deeper in in being mentally strong. Now there was a time where I was not mentally strong or at least as mentally strong as I am now. I was very unsure of myself. I was I I succumbed to my anxiety very very bad. It was very hard for me to do a lot of the things that I am doing now because I would get in my own way so much. But as I've talked through this podcast, I've gotten better. I've even listened to other podcasts. I've seen counselors. I've, Carrie and I have actually gone to 
couples therapy therapy for a few times to kind of work out some of my issues. And I, I always am improving, but I'm much stronger than I am than I was even two or three years ago. I, I have really become mentally strong. And I think the biggest thing that I have gotten over, and especially this is just in the last, oh, shoot, couple of months, um, I heard on my friend Mike Frazier's podcast, a Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast, that he talked about being, you know, when, a, when a man is weak in a marriage, a lot of times he is needy. And I've, I've made it a point to not be needy to the people around me and make sure if I can take care of my own needs, I will. And that's been huge for me in every part of my life, in my marriage, in my role as a father, as a, in my role as working on the farm and as a pharmacist, and even in this podcast, if I can take care of those needs, I do. It doesn't mean I don't reach out from time to time because I definitely do. But if I can take care of my own needs, I do. And the last thing I want to talk about is courage. Courage to me, what courage means to me is I think the misconception about courage is that you aren't scared of anything and you'll just do it. And I, I, I don't think, I think that is incorrect. I think not being scared of anything is just a matter of, of ignorance and being naive. Courage, in fact, is being scared of things and then doing them anyway. Um, there's the old John Wayne quote, I'm going to, this isn't going to be verbatim, but he says, courage means being scared to death and saddling up and doing it anyway. And there's a couple of other quotes I want to share with you all. Hemingway describes it, it's grace under pressure. It's being able to perform and doing your best or doing as best as you can, even when the pressure is on, even when people are breathing down your neck or there's a situation that has dire consequences to it and you still are able to perform at the highest level, even when it's, even when the pressure's on. Both Maya Angelou and Winston Churchill stated that courage is the ultimate virtue because without it, you can have no other. So those are the, those are the three virtues of being a man, strength, leadership, and courage that mean the most to me and stick the most out to me and the ones I wanted to talk about. So here to close up, I, I, I'm going to talk, take a minute here to talk about anxiety and how it relates to masculinity and anxiety itself not being necessarily a bad thing. Another podcast I listen to frequently is the John Deloney show and they, they talk about anxiety. In fact, he has a book I'm currently reading. It's called Understanding Anxiety. And he says anxiety is, and not only he says, but this is the way it is, anxiety is a reaction that is perfectly normal. That it's a normal reaction to a stimuli out of the ordinary. And I think the problem with anxiety is when we allow it to control us and dissuade us from living the kind of life we want. That's when anxiety, that's when people have problems with anxiety is when it, it, it's not the anxiety itself that, that is harmful. In fact, anxiety can be a good thing because it helps us understand that there is something out of the ordinary. Like I said, the problem is when, let's say you have a speech coming up or a talk, or you're going to go on someone else's podcast. It's very, especially if it's something that's new to you, it's very normal to have anxiety in that situation. 
and having the anxiety is not problem problematic whatsoever. The problem is, is when you succumb to that anxiety and you cancel the speech or you don't prepare in the way you should have because you're so scared or you cancel going on that podcast. For me, a lot of anxiety has come in trying new practices here on our on our cattle operation and you know I I get anxiety about it I get anxiety when we started maintaining breeding our own heifers and then calving them out you know anxiety is very very common and okay in that situation the problem is is when you even even when the bad thing even when the bad things happen even when the things that you don't want to happen and then you quit and then you go away from it that's when the problems happen that's when so say i this first set of heifers i had and i wanted to i wanted to keep all the heifers i wanted to to expand my herd well say the first year i kept them i had 10 heifers and seven of them had problems calving. Um, five of them lost their calves. Two of them, we had to, two others that we did pull that calves didn't do as well. That would be a very good reason or in a lot of people's minds to not go ahead with that again. But we can also use it as a, an opportunity for learning and an opportunity to move forward and learn from our mistakes and not necessarily never do that again, but maybe change up the way we do things. Maybe instead calve later in the season, better selection of bulls, better selection of heifers. I mean, so that's just a, that's just a kind of a crude example there, but I think we can apply it in our lives a lot of ways that anxiety is something that is normal in these situations and stress is something that is normal, but being able to build upon that stress and being able to learn from it, those are, that's really viable. So when we turn away around the way we want to look at anxiety, it's, it can be a tool. It's not necessarily a detriment. It's a tool to kind of gauge how we're doing things and maybe adjusting from there. So in relationship to masculinity and being a man, it's the ability to, to lead and be strong and courageous despite anxiety. And so I, I, I want to wrap this up and talk about men and masculinity because I do not want men to take a back seat and feel that they are unimportant. And I'm very thankful. I, I talked with Chelsea about this again earlier um, last month. I'm very grateful for women stepping up, doing more to have an active role, especially in agriculture, but across the board, across everywhere. Women are extremely important leaders and and influencers and people taking the lead. And when we talk about mental health, I'm so thankful for women because they are the people who are, are kind of bringing this into full focus. And hopefully by them doing it, they're bringing up the man, the men in their lives into it as well. Sometimes maybe by proxy, but, but regardless, they're doing that. And I'm again, very thankful for that and very thankful that they are giving attention to something. But I want to encourage men to not be dissuaded by this, by not feel kind of overshadowed. I want men to share their stories as well, no matter how insignificant they may think it is. I want men to share their stories. I want them to 
be proud of who they are, be proud of the work they do, and be proud of the things that they have overcome. Show the leadership, strength, and courage that is taken for them to get to the where they are now, and even all those things in going forward as well. And I think that's really important. I think that's really, really something that we need, I would love to see that in 2021, more men sharing their stories, not only of mental health, but of their everyday lives, of what it means to them to be uh, a husband, a father, and to work on a farm. We talked with Brian Mose last week about what it was like to raise a family on a farm and all the great things that children learn there and even fathers learn there. And I'd love to hear more of that because that is so important to me and so great to hear that thing. So. All right, everybody. Hope this solo episode went well for you. It was it was really a pleasure to bring this Men's Mental Health Month to you all for the month of November. And I hope that you will share this series with the men in your life, with talking about what it means to be a man and that it's okay for men to talk about mental health. Um, our friend Alan Keller, he has been an incredibly important person in doing this and, and, and getting and fighting the stigma and everyone else in this series. Henry Roberts, my friend, um, he talks about how important this podcast has been to him and how it's made him want to do more mental health advocacy. And man, I'm so proud of that. There's nothing, I always point to Henry and telling he's the person that, I wanted to have come out of this podcast. He got so has gotten so much value of that. And I'm so proud that he has gotten the help that he's needed through this podcast. And, uh, Henry, I'm, I know you're listening and I, I appreciate you every, all the time, pal. So, all right. Appreciate the listen. Appreciate you all hanging with me this entire 14, 15 months. It's been on the egg state of mind podcast and look for more of our best content coming to you. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.